calling all overwhelmed coaching and service-based entrepreneurs. Are you struggling with working in and on all the things when it comes to your business? Delegating projects to your team, struggling with apps, tools, and programs that are supposed to make you feel more productive? You are not alone. We have created this podcast for you. Tune in each week to hear how you can create structure within your business, learn when it's time to hire a team, and be the fly on the wall for the episodes when we talk with other entrepreneurs who were in this same situation, but worked through it with the help of a team. Welcome to the Business Managers Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Business Managers Podcast. A great one for you today. We have our good friend, Debbie Brosnan on the show, and she is a personal chef turned virtual cooking class instructor. She started the Effortless Kitchen in 2019, making dinners in her clients' homes and transitioned to virtual due to COVID. Debbie is a passionate, self-taught home cook who began her journey cooking alongside her mother and grandmother as a young child. Her focus is on healthy food that tastes amazing using simple recipes so that those who take her classes will continue to make those dishes and others in their own kitchens. The Effortless Kitchen offers weekly classes, custom parties, and corporate events, and all are interactive and fun. Debbie is thrilled with the shift in her business as she can reach more people and share her gift with everyone. Debbie, welcome to the show. Welcome. I am very excited to be here. I love that intro, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We try. I mean, it's just you in a nutshell. It is. It is. It is exactly what you get. (laughs) So tell us how, like, how did you get to where, where you are now? What, what made you jump into this line of business? Yeah. I I was a lost, I lost for words there (laughs) for a minute. Thank you. So like you said in the intro, I have been cooking and interested in food from a very young age. And I've always wanted to have a food business since probably when I started thinking about college. I'm like, what do I do with myself? How do I incorporate my love of food? And chickened out and became a CPA out of college. So completely different. <laughs> close, close. <laughs> yeah, close. Learned some good skills for business, for my business, but um, not about food and avoided, I avoided it for a very long time, got distracted by other things in my life and have always been thinking about it and just decided to jump in. I was really afraid to do anything because I'm not a trained chef. And I kept thinking, I can't start a food business. No one will hire me because mm. I don't have a degree. And it's not true. Nobody's asked me for my certificate for where I went to school. They just want good food and a good experience. So now that it's virtual, good experience. So I'm glad I did it because I could have easily been sitting here going, but maybe what if it doesn't work? But what if it didn't work? Then I tried at least. Right. So No regrets, right? No, not at all. There is no failure, just learning. Exactly. Right. So that, and I think that you have a lot of satisfied customers. In fact, I know of one person in particular who for, and she may still be going weekly, but she was going weekly for a very long time. So that to me sounds like a very satisfied customer. I do have a lot of repeat clients, people who keep coming back season after season, because that's how I build my 
my packages and my recipes is by season. So yeah. That's nice. pretty awesome. So tell us about what what kind of actions you took to get over yourself, shall we say, to to make it past and and pull through and do what you really wanted to do with your life. So it's not to say that there's not a negative thought running through my head ever. Like I still have that, right? Mm-hmm. So you just kind of this imposter syndrome is is there and everybody deals with it and it just go for it. it mm, that's not yeah, go for it. Not just do it. I don't want to be Nike. <laughs> just go for it. And and try something that you're I mean, if I sat on it and just did you know, something else, then I wouldn't be happy. And this is really what I've been wanting to do for a very long time. So it doesn't feel like work. I get excited every time I, you know, turn on my zoom to start a class and then I'm energized for the rest of the day because, you know, people's enthusiasm and teaching them how to make a meal and seeing the pride and looks on their faces. I do some kids classes, so that's even more priceless, but like that fuels me and that um, gets me excited to do the next one. So following your passion, I feel like just step into it and try it because you never know. And if I failed, so what? Then I tried it. Exactly. They say, if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I think that's absolutely true. I agree. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people right now as we speak, because we're recording this on a Monday that are sitting in jobs that they hate, but they have that little dream that they're like, I wish I had the balls to just do it. Nike, we did it again. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> just, just go for it. it. Just, just go, go for, it. for it. And yeah. so many people just never do. And it's, right. it is hard because all three of us have had to do that to leave, you know, a good paying corporate job to do that, to like follow our dreams. And it's, it is hard. And imposter syndrome is a real thing. It you is. Know. I was talking to someone last night who said, I'm really impressed that you're doing what you're really passionate about. I love cooking and I'd love to do something like that, but I'm really risk averse. And I was like, I am super risk averse. Like I chose to be an accountant in college because it was the practical thing to do because I knew I can get a job. Like I don't just jump into things. And this just felt like if I don't jump without having everything perfectly in place and knowing what's going to happen, I would never do it. So Sometimes you do have to take a risk to get reward. I don't think it was a crazy risk though. I mean, I was cooking in clients' homes and it was a low cost way to start something that I wanted to really try out. Like I didn't build a brick and mortar business. Right. So I am still risk averse, but this was my way of doing what I really am passionate about. That's comfortable for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember not- the day you told me that you were starting a food business and I was so excited for you. I know you're saying you, that you're risk averse, but you had to take a leap of faith. Absolutely. You know, you had to take a leap of faith for, you know, that somebody would take a risk on you. Mm-hmm. That, Absolutely. You know, that your skills would be up to up to par, if you will, for them to have you cook in their home. Right. You know, right. That is something. So don't sell yourself short that you're, you know, not willing to take a risk because you absolutely are. 
No, I agree with that, right? right? Baby risk. It was it was yeah. a risk. It was a, a risk, risk, but it was a cal- it was a calculated risk. Let's say yeah. that you know I didn't. And thank goodness I didn't start a brick and mortar, which was something right. I was thinking about. Like I've always wanted to have like a cool like gourmet sandwich shop. Like that's my yeah like yeah. huge dream. Which like maybe that's not the way. I, I still can go. see. I can see you doing that. Oh, though. It'd be like, so I much fun, you. right? Yeah. But if I had started that in 2019 and then COVID oh hit, oh, I would have yeah. been devastated. I know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I remember when you shifted to, you know, doing the virtual classes and those are huge now. It, it was great to see people were able to shift. So you, you know, exactly what you said, you, you know, you launched it in 2019 and it's like, you think, all right, here we go. Mm-hmm. We didn't know we were going to hit a yeah. global mm-hmm. pandemic that would take us all down, you know, right. you were able temporarily. To- you were able to like, expand your business in ways that you wouldn't have been able to if without the pandemic. So that's amazing. Yeah, it is true. I would never would have created this business for myself had it not been for the pandemic. So yeah. And I love it so much more. It's interactive and it's fun. Like before it was a done for you service and now I'm teaching people to do it for themselves. So empowering Mm -hmm. people to cook in the kitchen, to be a little bit healthier, take out less, And then what people end up doing once they find like a fun recipe that I'm teaching is then they get inspired to do other ones on their own. So then they start cooking a little bit more. I have a friend who joined one of my classes and then she started a every Sunday night cooking with a couple of friends on Zoom just as a way to connect. Like that just makes me so happy. Yeah, that's really, so you've you've like created a, a, a sort of community. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My classes are a community. Like half the time in the beginning, we do intros before every class, like before we started cooking, just so everybody knows where people are living. Cause we're all across the country. And then after a while, I, we stopped doing intros because everybody knew each other. And That's then awesome. we still, we still have new people join. So then we'll, we'll do intros for them, but um, it's really fun. And people look forward to seeing each other on Saturdays and, my parents join in, so they've become celebrities. Oh, of course, the right? <laughs> they're yeah. being sought out for autographs on the street. The cat, they, well, because they're both pretty, um, they're charismatic, let's put yes. it that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have any plans of ever going back to going to people's kitchens? Or do you think, you know what, I found it, this helped, like this pandemic helped me like really figure it out? Do you think you'll just expand on that? I would love to stay in the lane I'm in. I find it much more rewarding and a way to connect with people. So the question is, can I stay virtual? Because I also like the aspect of being able to to meet people wherever they are, not where I am. Or do I need to do a little bit more of in-person work? And that would for me, that would mean doing cooking classes in a location, whether I got a commercial kitchen space or I did it in people's homes as like parties. But I really want to keep the virtual piece in some some regard. If it's not my full business, then still part of my business so that I can, I have a big contingent of people who join my classes from California. Mm-hmm. So clearly the in-person will not work for right. those people. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Just, just think of globally the types of classes you could have yeah. to have people from different right. countries to learn 
how to cook the foods that you eat. It's exactly. Awesome. I've done, I've done classes of people in the UK as well. So that works out because there's no language barrier. Correct. Yes. yes. That is, that it could be a, an issue if you cannot communicate. Yes. So Thank tell you. us a, a little bit about the types of recipes that you use or that you share with your clientele. So like Kelly said in the beginning, my focus really is on healthier eating, but people confuse that with boring and bland. And that's not mm-hmm. what I do. Everything I do is about flavor. It's about scaling back on things in a way to tweak the recipe to make it healthier. So, you know, if a recipe calls for a, a meat that's a little bit fattier, we'll pull back and make it into a ground chicken or ground turkey, like that kind of thing scale back on some sodium and some fat, but still amazing flavors. And I like my recipes to be simple for the reason that I don't like to be in the kitchen for a very long time. I don't like taking the classes that are really complicated. They're fun for like the experience, but I will never make that again. Like I want people to take my recipes and continue making them. I want it to be part of their weekly, monthly, whatever their rotation is of, of how they plan their meals. And Right now for summertime, it's a lot of seasonal fresh ingredients, lots of colors on the plate, lots of um, things that I can pull. I have a CSA that I go to. So from my farm Mm -hmm. and bring it into my recipes. So like this Saturday we're doing because basil and zucchini are hugely Mm -hmm. abundant this time of year. Yes. So we're doing a pasta dish with a basil sauce and sauteed zucchini just to use what's fresh and local. Yes, there really is an abundance of zucchini at this time of year. Mm-hmm. And it's like probably my favorite time of vegetable a year. Yes. I love zucchini. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. tomatoes are coming later. So I can't, like, I cannot wait. The summertime is my favorite for what we have to plant. Like, and everything's lighter too. So I have a lot of vegetarian options. I always offer options in my recipes. So if it's a meat dish, there's a vegetarian option, there's gluten-free options. There's always like the substitutions listed for people to follow because I know that people are dealing with a lot of dietary restrictions and substitutions that they need to work with. But uh, this this season, because it's supposed to be hotter out, it's not right now. <laughs> I like to eat a little bit like lighter and a less meat heavy. So I have a lot of vegetarian dishes for my summer menu. With the option of adding on meat, I don't want to offend anyone who loves their meat. No, you can no, always no. add on something, you know, grilled chicken, fish, whatever you want to any of the recipes. But we were doing a lot of like seasonal salads and and veggie dishes. Yeah. And, and that's super important because Kelly and I were talking about it, you know, back last week when it was like almost 100 degrees. You wouldn't know it now by the 60, 66 degree temperature that we're having mm-hmm. now. But, you know, nobody wants to really cook. You want light easy to prepare things that don't require you to have the stove on. And this is the best time of year for that. Mm-hmm. Vegetable exactly. wise, should I say, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. Which leads me to ask like anyone listening, they might be like, yeah, that's great, but I am busy. So do you have any tips for meal prep for people that want to do this, but they just feel like, ah, I can't, I'm driving kids here, there, everywhere, camp, this, that I'm working 72 hours a day, impossible, but you know what I mean? Well, let's talk about the busy people, right? There's always, everybody's busy. So my classes are Saturdays at 1 PM Eastern and it's called the effortless kitchen for a reason. Yes, you are cooking, but 
I am planning everything for you. You're getting the recipe. You're getting all of the ingredients to go and purchase. So you can order those delivered to your house if you wanted to, not through me, but like Instacart. And (laughs) then I'm walking you through the entire recipe. So it's kind of like mindless time to just relax, work with me. We work, we walk through the whole thing together. In the end, my classes are an hour long. Cooking time is probably less than that by the time we get through intros and chatting and I'm talking, telling stories while we're cooking. By the end of the hour class, you have a meal done. And so if that meal is not going to be eaten, then it's a meal prep time so that you can eat it later in the day or the next day, or maybe because it's a Saturday, you can have it for like Monday lunch and Tuesday lunch for work. Mm. And then for people who are too busy schedule wise to take my classes at the time that they're offered, people sign up for the class and they get the recording and the recipe so that they can make it at their own time. Oh, that's perfect. That's great. So if you are working 72 hours a day and it's three in the morning and you're like, yeah, I just want to prep something for tomorrow's lunch. Yeah. If you want to prep something at three in the morning, you can do that (laughs) using my recipes. (laughs) It won't take you that long. Um, And then, you know, for, for meal prep, for people who are just in general meal prep ideas, there's so many things that people can do to make their lives easier for the busy, busy people. Um, And it's, you know, if you have, let's say you don't have hours on a Sunday to do all of your meal prep, but you can do one thing, like pick the one thing, make a big batch of something, make a big batch of grilled chicken that then Mm. can be used for various meals. So like that one component is done for you. Maybe it's your grains, get your big batch of grains done. If anyone has an instant pot, highly recommend doing grains in there super fast. They come out perfect. Every time you can freeze your grains that you've cooked. So if you have, Mm rice or quinoa, whatever it is, and you cook it, batch cook it on a Sunday or a Saturday or whenever, maybe it's the middle of the week, you have some time, have some ready in the fridge and then, and then freeze it. I like to roast veggies. Like I feel like batch roasting veggies and having those ready to go because those can be added to salads. Those can be part of your, you know, your main for dinner, um, as your veggie component. So having those ready to go makes life easier. If you have a person like me who feels like they like after the next day, they're not good anymore. Is that true? (laughs) Not good to eat or you don't like your leftovers. Like there are two different schools of thought, right? Um, I'm not opposed to leftovers, but say I roasted them on Saturday. Are they still good to eat today on Monday? Absolutely. Yeah. Those Mm -hmm. should last like four I would give it four, maybe veggies, four to five days, proteins, maybe four, three to four days, depending if you're worried a good three days. See, you learn so much. You can absolutely. Yes. yes. But some people don't like what they consider to be leftovers. I don't know. I love having food ready to go. Having food ready to go helps you eat healthier. Yeah. When you're starving. Yeah. You grab bad things when you're starving, yeah. you gravitate towards the, the, the bad snacks, or I'm going to order in something because I'm dying of hunger. And then you're like, I want a pizza. Right. I want a big cheeseburger. Nothing wrong with those things every once in a while. I'm not saying, but then I feel like you're always like, I make it better at home. Why did I do that? So it's like, exactly. yeah, you know, your food's going to be good. You know, you love how you, you know, you love your own stuff. So, you know, what's in it. That's the beauty of cooking for yourself is that, you know, what's in it. 
restaurant food tends to be higher in sodium and fat. Mm. And I'm not a nutritionist. That was actually what I was considering going to college for till I learned it was all science, which is why I switched to accounting, which I hated, (laughs) but that's just a whole other story. (laughs) Knowing what's in your food is really important and being able to control it. Like making your own salad dressing is probably if you're going to go for something that's like easy to pull off the shelf versus making it yourself, salad dressing is one of the easiest things you can make for yourself. And then you have no preservatives in it. You know exactly what's in your food. Yeah. Because there is a lot of ingredients on the back of those bottles. Don't buy the the things with lots of ingredients. Yeah. I had this conversation with my dad the other day because he is is a cardiac cardiac patient. And, you know, my mother's salad dressing consists of red wine vinegar, olive oil, and garlic powder. And he pulled out this big bottle of balsamic vinaigrette, like with a million ingredients and a million preservatives. And I'm like, dude. Why did you just pull this out of the fridge? Why didn't you just make mom's dressing? He's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, that's what we grew up on. That's what we ate all the time. And now he's pulling out bottles of dressing. I know. Ridiculous. Well, so if you're making dressing and you need the convenience of it, make it in bulk and then have mm-hmm. it ready in the fridge. Because that, I mean, if he's a cardiac patient, he's dealing with a lot of sodium mm-hmm. in that that's exactly bottle. It. So that's what you got to be careful. Grams of sodium. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's a random question. What's your, um, what's your favorite sort of go-to spice that you add, that you love to work with in your food? That's a good question. That is a good question. I am really loving, and I'm, I'm, I'll give you the brand too, but a smoked paprika Mm. is one of those spices that I really love because it can go from like Mediterranean to like Mexican. I do a lot of like I mean, grain bowls and, and like taco bowls and that sort of thing. I feel like that's easiest to please for a crowd of people who Mm. don't love like everything in their dish. So you can just like put out the components and they make it themselves. So the smoked paprika goes into any kind of like Mexican food that I'm making, but it's, um, Penzi spices. There happens to be a store in Arlington where I live in Arlington mass, but it's an online spice company. And you can order them, but I love the flavor of that, that smoked paprika. Cause they're not all the same. Yeah. It's not spicy. It's smoky. It's super flavorful. It's deep red. I love it. That's awesome. It is awesome. I'm glad you didn't just throw out salt. Well, salt. I mean, if you're not concerned about your salt intake, salt is necessary in cooking. Mm-hmm. Yes. So don't be afraid of the salt. You may not want to salt your food like a restaurant chef, but you know, it's got to, it, it brings out the flavor and everything. Mm-hmm. We could have a whole conversation about seasonings and how to <laughs> adjust seasonings and flavors and all of that. Yeah. I just grew up recently and started using a pepper mill mm-hmm. as opposed to just black pepper out of the oh my God, tin that we grew up with. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, come on now. I'm not five anymore. I can, I can upgrade my, my pepper game. So but when you, th- when you thought about it, you're like, what difference does it make? And then you do it and you're like, oh, there is a difference. <laughs> I can taste the pepper <laughs> yeah. instead of just getting these flecks in my teeth that don't taste like anything. Right. And making me sneeze. <laughs> it just gets in right. my nose and makes right. me sneeze. Right. It makes a huge difference difference yeah. with the pepper mill. Yeah. Even like the sea salted salt grinder makes a huge difference. Yeah. Too. We'll have a spice show next. Yes. The Spice Girls. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it. Spice Girls on the Business Managers podcast. Nope, just the Spice Girls. It's a whole new podcast. Yeah. 
So tell us a little bit about the culinary retreat that you're planning for 2022. Oh my gosh. Okay. So when you thought, think about like things that really get you excited and what gets you up in the morning, like for me, it's food and it's travel mm-hmm. and it's eating. Mm-hmm. And this plan for 2022 combines all of that. And I don't know why I didn't think about this years ago, because it's like the ideal plan for me. Um, There's actually going to be two planned for the um, 2022 year. And we're going to go to um, Napa, Sonoma in March of 2022 and Italy in the fall. So September, October of 2022. And they are going to be custom curated culinary travel experiences. So planned by me, I'm going to be on the trip, come along with me, do all of my favorite things. It's not going to be the run of the mill tour. It's going to be the really cool, we're going to go to farmer's markets and we're going to hopefully do a cooking experience as part of it where I probably won't be teaching, but I will be cooking along with everybody. Um, different types of food tasting. So we'll go to the cheese factory and like in Italy, we'll go to the prosciutto de Parma factory and Mm. and see where things are, how things are made and we get to taste everything. I'd love to explore places through their food and their food culture. That's how I travel in general. So come along with me and enjoy the experience. That sounds awesome. Again, I'm a, I'm a child when it comes to being brave for my food choices. Will I fit? I believe so. I don't think there's going to be anything like crazy. Like we're not going to eat. Like I, yeah, I, I, I believe so. Excellent. Um, I mean, I think you like, can make your own choices, right? I mean, if you can make you're your not own gonna... choices, we're not like forced to eat anything, but it's not going to be like a crazy, you know, bizarre foods by Andrew Zimmern. He does like oh, that yep, crazy show. Yep. It's not going to be like that where we're eating like eyeballs and weird things. Like it's going to be really good, delicious. And also farm to table. Like that's kind of like my seasonal things that are fresh. So that's kind of like my, the way I like to cook. So mm-hmm. that's what we're going to get in both places because in Napa Sonoma, that's kind of what the culture is there as well as Italy. Like everything is fresh and local and that's what I want to experience and explore. And I want people to experience it with me. That's awesome. You've watched those Stanley Tucci shows, Kelly, you know, that there's well, really, really good food in, in Italy and no, I'm telling you Parma I, I, and all that like, he I, doesn't eat crazy. No, he doesn't. Th- those are the ones like, I really want to go to Italy. So this, you know, if you have, have um, eaten in Italy once, you will want to go back every single time when you think of a trip to go on. And that's my problem is I keep going back because I can't not go back because the food is so amazing. And because they don't have like, because everything's fresh and they don't have a lot of preservatives in their food, like your stomach will never hurt. Like, mm. I don't know if you've gone out for meals, you know, around here, but like, occasionally I'm like, what did I eat? Right. right. Like what was in there? Never, never, never do oh. I have any kind of stomach issues, bloating, nothing. Um, I'll tell you a story about when I went to the Netherlands with my mother. So I remember telling Kelly this, when I go to the Netherlands, I am not going to eat anything there. I'm going to drink water and eat bread because I didn't want to eat any foreign food. Right. (laughs) I got there and everything was amazing. It was like so fresh and delicious. And 
this was before like you could buy eggs that at, or they were readily available to me in my existence at that time like you know I, the eggs were like unbelievably fresh yeah. everything and I was like amazed at how ignorant I was yes to make Just nervous pregnant. you were, you're like you know? me like you had like a 12 year old mentality with food it's it's not that you were you were just not used to it right and you were just scared yeah we and we even ate at the hard rock which is like how my mother like my mother likes to go to the hard rock and every place she goes every country she goes to she (laughs) has to go to the hard rock so like we went to the hard rock in the netherlands in amsterdam and even there their food was impeccable like delicious and not too long after we came home i went to the hard rock in boston not as impeccable. No, no, their food is different. Like, I don't yes. know if you, if you did watch the Stanley Tucci thing, but like the San Marzano tomatoes mm. that they have there, like yes. you can buy cans of San Marzano tomatoes here. It is not the same. Yeah. No, I bet it isn't. It is. We do not get the same stuff. No. Their food is so much better. Yeah. So you have to go there to eat the food. And I think if you're thinking about any place to travel that's international where the food is approachable, it's Italy yeah. because you're always, you can always get a pizza and every pizza is amazing. Um, you can always get a pasta dish. That's I, I brought my kids and they were 10, 12 and 14, I think at there the time. Go. That's me. And they ate, <laughs> they, and they ate happily in restaurants where we had multiple courses and yeah. So nothing but you fancy. are absolutely right. You don't feel sick after you eat there. No, yeah. never, never. No. So are you limiting how many people can come? What's that looking like? It's going to be small group up to 12 people. Yes. So once I launch it, people need to sign up if they want their spot because it will sell out. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. It will sell out. I mean, everybody wants to travel now. Mm-hmm. Travel mm-hmm. is getting, you know, getting crazy this year and, I feel like to have the experience built for you so that you don't have to think about it again, it's the effortless kitchen I'm making it effortless for you. Come along with me. Everything is planned, not extremely rigid though. There'll be free time, but to get the experiences done for you so that you just show up like that's what people want. Yeah, absolutely. And especially with, you know, I think it would be like a really great experience to go on with your girlfriends, you know? Right. Um, Absolutely. I am either bringing my girlfriend or my mother on the trip. Yeah. Well, there might be a great demand for you to bring your mother. So, yeah. <laughs> this the the yeah, the local celebrity. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. She's already asked me. She's like, "So, um, do you have room for me on the Napa trip?" <laughs> <laughs> we'll do. see. We'll see. Yeah. I, that would if if I were to do something like that, my mother would want to go too. Yeah, like I've gone with my mother to to France and to the Netherlands, and she's a good time. She really is. Well, so part of the inspiration behind this was my 40th birthday trip that my mother took me on to Italy. It was not my first time there, but my first time having cooking experiences. And we stayed at a B and B, and we had cooking classes there, and then we did all sorts of like dining and shopping. Like that's basically what our trip was. Mm -hmm. I think we did see the Sistine Chapel just because we were there, but like, it was all about the food. That's how I grew up all about the food Mm -hmm. all the time. So after that trip, I was like, Oh, that was really fun. I really want to go back. And we had been talking about doing another trip just to go and eat. And then I was like, wait a minute, hold on one second. (laughs) (laughs) 
two for one genius idea it is to build it into my business Uh and let other people experience it with me. So, yeah. Yeah. Is there a country that you haven't been to that you really want to go for the culinary experience? Oh my God, there's so I mean, yeah, I know there's a million, right? So many, you know, I really would love to explore Asia. I've gotten into a lot of different types of Asian cooking throughout the past year plus of, of finding recipes that would appeal to people and, and keep kind of mix it up. And um, I would love to go and explore different areas for food there, South America. I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't been there either. So there's so much. And I watch so many food shows and so many travel shows that like, you know, like you watch it and you salivate. I'm like, I want to go there. I need to go there. Yeah. But I did a survey. So Italy in my heart was like my first choice, but I'm like, maybe there's so many people who do food things in Italy. So maybe I'll do something a little different. And I pulled out a little survey. Do you want to go to, if you had a choice, what's your top three, Italy, Portugal, or Spain? Italy won hands down. Really? Everybody said Italy. So I'm like, all right. I think we can all relate maybe because I grew up in an Italian household. You wouldn't know by my last name, but grew up in an Italian household. So it's, that's like my first place I want to go is is Italy. I did too. Like I don't eat meatballs out. Like the, nobody can rival my grandmother's meatballs. Like unless somebody gives me like a major review to eat a meat, like I think I have eaten meatballs out like twice. Yeah. (laughs) Cause you're always like, don't do that. It's not Graham's meatball. That's not (laughs) our sauce. See, for me to eat a meatball out, it, it, it's like a competition almost yeah. right? oh. to find a good meatball. Yes, you know true, I mean? true. But when you get the bad meatball, you're like, oh, that's this is a hard. Yeah. Yes, yes. We cannot we cannot name the horrible meatballs, but there are plenty of them out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make a list right now. No, right. I'm just kidding. Of the bad <laughs> meatball place. The next episode <laughs> of the Spice Chaco. Girls. Right. Bad meatballs. The Spice Girls. Poorly spiced meatballs. <laughs> and then meatballs. So meatballs is a great example of a food that, can be found anywhere in the world too, like yeah. a meatball or a dumpling or a noodle, like that's everywhere. So meatballs are easily, when you talk about the, our Spice Girls episode, we can talk about <laughs> how to spice a meatball to make it regional for different areas. Um, Beginning with smoked paprika. Exactly. Cumin. I did cumin spice meatballs. Ooh. We made like those were um, over couscous. Like that was really amazing for, we did that last fall in my classes. So that's awesome. Kelly has just developed her love for couscous. I have. Yeah, I have. I was, I don't know. She just, just, I just didn't eat it. I I just hadn't, I sound like I'm really like I'm five years old with my food choices, but I just never got around to it. And now I'm like, I love it. It's so good. Mm. You need other people to introduce you to things, right? Yes. If you're used to eating a certain way, like that was my experience with my husband. He was very, very basic. And now he eats so many things. Mm-hmm. He's not crazy though. He doesn't go crazy, but definitely expanded his palate. Yeah. 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 It's, and it's good. I mean, we may be in our late forties, but learning new things, eating new things is good for us. Mm-hmm. You're never too old to learn new things. Exactly. That's part of what I like about what I'm doing now or try new things or just yeah. go for what you want is I just turned 50 this year and my, you know, I've, teenagers and the 20 year olds, but it's like a really good example to set for the kids who are like, pick a major for college. And that's going to be my be all end all. I'm like, look at me. Like I reinvented myself. I was an accountant, like, and I didn't like it. So when I have these uh, two, one in college and one going to college and they're looking at what to study, 
And my older one wanted to study musical theater. And my husband and I are both CPAs. We're like, what? How are you going to do that? <laughs> Wait, what kind of what kind of uh, future will you have financially? And I sat back and I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't follow my passion for college and I wish I did. So let her go and do something yeah. that she loves. However, it's not the be all end all. Like if right. you step into something and you don't love it, do something else. Right. Take plenty of time. Because you don't even know. She might not get through all four years with that major. Right. They switch majors all the time. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, I went uh, to my first college for my associate's degree way back when I went for travel and tourism. I was a travel agent for, I thought, oh, it's going to be great. I ended up going into corporate travel and I was like sending people to like <laughs> Schenectady and uh, other places, you know, so things change and yeah. here we are. Right. Everybody can read, you can reinvent yourself at any age. So yep. yeah. And you can try new things. Absolutely. I got my bachelor's in psychology and then went in, in my first job out of college, I was a temp agency recruiter. I mean, <laughs> mm. I, I, you can't get any further away from that mm-hmm. than where I am now, you know? Mm-hmm. So unless you were a CPA and now you own, you know, true. The very true. See, yeah. we, we don't end up where we no. start. No. We do not. We do not. But I, I mean, I had a good business background. Yep. So yep. That's yep. a good thing. Yeah. It's true. And the finances are some of the hardest things to deal with when running a business. So, so you got that. Hey, okay. That yep. is true. However, because I also married a CPA, oh. he does my books. There you go. Wonderful. Because I was like, I don't know if I really want to do this, like, you know, track my expenses and budget. And he's like, I'll do it for you. I'm like, okay. Yep. It's yours. Excellent. Wonderful. Excellent. Because I can't wear all the hats. No. No. I mean, I could try, but they end up falling off. So yeah. Oh, they They get get blown away in the wind. Yeah. 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 Yep. (laughs) So I get to focus on what I really love. And maybe if I was doing my own books, I wouldn't have come up with the genius travel idea because I wouldn't have been in my creative space. Right. Right. Yes. That's awesome. So March and September, did you say March and Uh, the fall? September, October. Yeah. Um, of 2022. Yeah. So I'm just kind of looking at like, um, Jewish holidays fall at the end of September next year. So that yep. kind of like puts a little mm. wrinkle in my plan. Mm. Um, I don't yeah, want it's to usually, yeah. Usually in the beginning of September, it depends every year they're different yeah. and this year they're really early and next year they're really late. So huh. you just want to be accommodating, um, Jewish and I know how it upsets people when things are planned and not recognize, you know, the holidays not recognized and acknowledged. So you do know that to be true. Yes. I want to try to make it accommodating for everyone. Good. Yes. But we can't please all the people all the time. We know that. Very, very true. (laughs) (laughs) So where can people find you? Like where, where are you showing up on social media? Where's the best place for them to keep up to date on everything, the classes, the retreats. So, um, if you love food photos, check out my Instagram. I'm the effortless kitchen by Debbie on Instagram. The word the, in the beginning of my business name is really important. There's a lot of other effortless kitchens out there. So the effortless kitchen by Debbie, my website is where all my classes reside and, um, all of my other offerings travels not on there yet but that is the effortless kitchen.com. Those are probably the two best places to find me. Awesome. Yeah. And I know I, I skipped Melissa's question. You did. 
Sorry, Melissa. So we'll back up for one second. Beep, beep, beep. (laughs) So I like to ask this question of all our guests and um, because I like to read my personal development and business books. But if you had to choose one business book that has influenced you while going through this business building phase of your life, uh, what would that be? So for me and business building, right, this is a great book for it, especially people who are in the newer phase of, you know, jumping into something that they're not quite sure about. It's um, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. He really goes through the steps of, of how to like niche down your idea and how to market yourself. And I found that really helpful in the beginning, especially. It was also helpful to write copy for my website. So like, you know, how to speak to your target audience. Mm. I felt like it was extremely helpful and it's not just for new business owners, but I felt like that's when I used it was in the beginning when I was like, I have these great ideas. What do (laughs) I do with it? Right. That's awesome. So we'll put that. Yeah. We'll put everything in the show notes, all your links, uh, the link to that book. So people can check it out. We're going to keep our eye out for all the information on the retreat. Absolutely. For sure. The travel experiences. Yes. So I have, um, if somebody want is interested in that and that's all they're interested in, shoot me an email at Debbie at the effortless kitchen.com. And I'll put you on my VIP list for that. Cause I'm building a list just so that people who are interested, it's not a commitment. It's just interest in the trips. Um, I'll put you on a separate list just so that you are in the know. Yes. Put me on the list. Yes. I'll send you my email. I will. Debbie will not break your legs. Don't worry. Oh, no, no, no. But you're going to want to do it. Like once you see the first like photo of where we're staying, you're going to want to do it. I was just before this call, I was on the phone with my agent who's um, I have somebody planning it for me and building it for me because that's her level of that's her expertise. Like I don't wear that. She does. Excellent. And some of the places she picked are amazing. That's awesome. Can't wait. And to it's like, wait. it's work for you, but at the same time, it's like, it's, you, you're going to have so much fun yourself because you're doing what you love to do, which is go exactly. travel by food, you know? Travel so it's yes. awesome. Exactly. Well, we'll Ooh. keep an eye out for it. And thank you for coming on our show today. Uh, we had a great time. I know I did. Absolutely. I did. Thank you. Yes. This was great. I hope that I, you know, people can take a nugget out of it and, and, and better their food choices or whatever they're doing or confusion in the kitchen. Absolutely. And you, you know, someone's going to be inspired to just, just go do that thing. Like take Mm -hmm. the leap and, and and do it. You never know. Just go for it. Yeah. 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 If you're thinking about it, just go for it. Yep. Yeah. I mean, again, I'll say it. There is no failure. Just learning. Yes. Started with a quote and ending with a quote, (laughs) courtesy of Melissa Bergio. Right on. Perfect. (laughs) Well, thank you again. And um, we hope you all join us for next week's episode of the Business Managers Podcast. Check us out on all of the social media platforms, searching for Mergio Enterprises and join our Facebook group for the podcasts where we put all our guest freebies, all the information. Um, It's a business managers podcast on Facebook and Facebook groups. And uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye. 
Did you enjoy today's episode? If you did, help us grow with a follow, rate, and review. Check us out online at MergioEnterprises.com and on Facebook and Instagram at Mergio Enterprises. See you next week and tell your friends.